RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. The MTR Corporation says the opening of a new cross-harbour section of the East Rail Line will again be delayed. Spectrum of the Seas, the ship where a crew member has been confirmed as a re-positive case, has been banned from sailing for 21 days. And authorities are mulling a change to the legal aid system in which recipients in criminal cases would no longer be able to choose their lawyers. The MTR Corporation has confirmed a yet another delay to the opening of a new cross-harbour section of the East Rail Line, saying the latest target date is now June or July next year. Francis Sitt reports. The line extension was originally expected to open in 2020, but this was eventually pushed back to early next year. The new summer 2022 goal has been announced by the corporation's chief executive officer, Jacob Cam. He says in recent months, track connection works north of Hongham Station and the introduction of new signaling and new trains have progressed smoothly, and works at MOT Station and the future Exhibition Centre Station have also gone well. I have reported before that due to the delay in the introduction of the new signaling system and because this particular activity is a critical path activity, therefore its delay will have an impact on the overall program. But in the last few months, we have made very good progress in both the critical path activities as well as all the other related construction as well as testing activities. The rail firm said the last track connection works will be conducted on October the 31st and there will be no services between Hong Hum and Mong Kok East stations that day. After this, full line testing and trial operations will be carried out. Construction problems at Exhibition Centre Station and a building scandal at Hongham Station were among various issues that have docked the Shatin Central Link project. Lawmaker Michael Teen said he believes the MTR has already done its best to open the new cross-harbour section line as soon as possible next year, after the delay caused by the signalling system. They should have been delayed by five months from first quarter which would put them well into the third quarter. And I've been pressing them at the open meetings at Legico to try to recover some of the lost time. And now I think they've recovered about two months. All right, so originally I expected it to be around September. So now it's June to July, and I think that's the best they can do. The government has proposed the changing the legal aid system so recipients in criminal cases can no longer choose their own lawyers unless there are special circumstances. The suggested revamp comes after months of criticisms from lawmakers. Here again is Francis Sitt. In a paper submitted to Leshko, the legal aid department said eight recipients in criminal cases have been nominating lawyers, with the department then considering a nomination after taking into account various factors. But officials said this practice had given some recipients and members of the public a misconception that the nomination of lawyers for criminal cases was the statutory right of defendants. It suggested, in future, that the director of legal aid assign lawyers to defendants and that lawyer nominations will only be accepted under exceptional circumstances, such as when a lawyer has represented the defendant in lower courts. Officials said this will avoid misconceptions and allow the department to build up a larger pool of lawyers with experience in handling criminal legal aid cases. Other proposals included cutting lawyers' legal aid case quotas. Leshko's legal services panel will discuss the matter on Tuesday.
A cruise to nowhere ship where a staff member tested positive for COVID-19 has been banned from sailing for 21 days after health authorities confirmed the patient to be a re-positive case. The case forced the cancellation of a voyage by Spectrum of the Seas yesterday. Officials said they told the cruise to suspend operations for 21 days for prudence's sake. It can receive guests again from November 11th. Meanwhile, health officials today recorded two new imported cases of COVID-19 involving patients who arrived from the Maldives and the Philippines. To the weather forecast, it will be cool tonight and tomorrow morning, cloudy with one or two light rain patches. The minimum temperature tomorrow morning will be about 18 18 degrees in the urban areas and a bit cooler in the new territories. Bright periods in the afternoon with a maximum temperature of around 23 degrees. Forecasters say there will be one or two light rain patches on Sunday morning. The temperature right now is 19 degrees with humidity at 76%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 past 11. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong's Path of Democracy and the Third Side Political Party have announced they've formed a new alliance in case they decide to field candidates in December's LegCo elections. Jimmy Choi reports. Path of Democracy and Third Side say several of their members have indicated they're interested in running in the next LegCo polls, but they will need more time to come to a decision on whether to field candidates. The groups say they share the same mission of safeguarding one country, two systems, defending China's sovereignty over the SAL, promoting democratic reform and improving the city's governance. Ronnie Tong says the alliance aims to promote what he calls the third way, something he says he's been championing since he quit the civic party in 2015. We also believe that by preserving and respecting the constitutional order, it is possible to strike a right balance between the constitutional order and the core values and freedoms of the people in Hong Kong. Now that is our main political belief. And I think it would not be too meaningful for anyone to try to say whether we are closer to uh, the pro-government parties or we are closer to the pan-democrats. We are simply different, mm-hmm. if there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tik Chi Yun, the chairman of Third Sai, says taking part in the upcoming polls would be particularly challenging. I think all the people in Hong Kong find that the establishment, for establishment is well prepared to the coming election. Uh, they are well organized, well coordinated. And all, we also find that uh, they get more opportunity in compared with uh, 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 non-pro-establishment group. So I, I think it is a really challenging uh, 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 election to us. Mr Tick says with some pro-democracy parties deciding not to join the electrical race, he hopes the alliance can help people regain their trust in the legislature. The District Council has sentenced 11 people to up to one year in jail for vote-rigging in the 2016 LegCo election. Here's Altus Wong. Four of the defendants were executives or staff of the Taxi Drivers and Operators Association, including then-corporate affairs director Lee Wyman, who was slapped with a one-year term. He and the association's executive committee member, Louis Arfouk, had pleaded guilty to conspiracy to engage in corrupt conduct at an election by offering money to people to register as IT sector voters and vote for a certain candidate. 
Lee also pleaded guilty to conspiracy to defraud, as did the taxi body's then Vice Secretary Yang Yu Hong and Clark Poon Sao Fong. The other defendants were Liu's relatives and friends of the family. They had pleaded guilty or were convicted of accepting advantages. Apart from Lee, the other defendants were sentenced to between six weeks and eight months in jail. The Housing Authority has priced the flats at its new subsidized development in Diamond Hill at between $1.18 million and $3.85 million. The 2,100 units are under the authority's green form subsidized home ownership scheme. Vicky Wong reports. The flats in Kaichun Court are between 184 and 481 square feet in size and are priced at about $6,300 to $8,000 per square foot. Eligible home buyers who had earlier been selected by lot can choose their flats next Friday. Meanwhile, the authority has also put up for sale around 810 recovered public housing flats from around 40 estates and about 530 unsold subsidised flats at Qingfu Court in Tingyi and Dipchui Court in Taiwan. The government has hit out at foreign criticism over the disqualification of district councillors following oath-taking ceremonies. Officials called statements issued by politicians from the US, the UK, the EU and Australia biased and groundless, saying they are flagrant and unsubstantiated attacks on the SAR and provocative interventions of the internal affairs of China. In in a separate statement, the government condemned a deferred removal program by the U.S. that will allow people from Hong Kong to work in the country. Officials likened it to offering safe haven to wanted fugitives who have escaped from Hong Kong and are attempting to evade justice. The foreign ministry has urged the United States to avoid sending any wrong signals to proponents of Taiwan independence. The call came after U.S. President Joe Biden said America would come to the island's defensive attacked by mainland forces. Richard Pine reports. At a town hall-style meeting hosted by the American news network CNN, President Joe Biden was asked how the U.S. would keep up with China militarily and whether he could vow to protect Taiwan. To the second question, he responded, yes. And when pressed further, he added, we have a commitment to do that. Washington has a policy of strategic ambiguity, where it helps to build Taiwan's defenses but doesn't explicitly promise to come to the island's aid. The White House subsequently told reporters that U.S. policy on Taiwan has not changed. In Beijing, Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin called on Washington to avoid sending any wrong signals to proponents of Taiwan independence. Mr. Wang added that China has no room for concessions when it comes to its core interests. Beijing residents from at-risk groups are being offered booster shots against COVID-19 ahead of the Winter Olympics. State media say those participating, organizing or working on facilities to be used for the Games will also be eligible for the additional shot. Police in Bangladesh say at least seven people have been killed in a gun battle inside a Rohingya refugee camp in Cox's Bazar. One man has been arrested. The BBC's Jill McGivering reports. There are conflicting reports about exactly what happened overnight. Some suggest a clash between rival factions inside the camp, which led to a lengthy exchange of fire. Others say a group of unidentified armed men attacked a madrasa. Some of the victims are teachers and students. So far, police have detained one man who was allegedly carrying firearms and ammunition. Tension in the camps has been high in recent weeks, since the murder of a prominent Rohingya community leader shot dead outside his office. 
One camerawoman has been killed and a film director seriously injured after a shooting incident involving actor Alec Baldwin on a movie set in New Mexico. Mr. Baldwin is said to have fired a prop gun and that something went wrong, resulting in the injuries, police say. Detectives have been questioning the actor and those on the set. K.J. Matthews is a Hollywood News reporter based in Los Angeles. So much information is not known um, and it's still trickling in. But what we do know is that the incident happened uh, shortly before 2 p.m. local time in Santa Fe, New Mexico. That is where Alec Baldwin uh, was filming a scene for his latest film called Russ. It's a Western and he is uh, not only an actor in the film, but also one of the co-producers of the film. They were either filming the scene or rehearsing the scene uh, when a prop gun uh, was discharged. He was handling the prop gun at the time, and when it was discharged, some sort of projectile hit the 42-year-old director of photography. Her name is Halia Hutchinson, um, and it also hit the director, Joel Souza, 48-year-old. Uh, the director of photography uh, had to be airlifted to a nearby hospital where she was pronounced dead. And currently right now, we know that Souza is still alive, but he's undergoing surgery. So there's so many uh, questions about how this could have happened, how any projectile could have been fired um, from a prop gun um, to begin with. We still don't even know why, uh, if something was fired, while it, why would it have been pointed at the director of photography or the director are still questions we just don't know. And the type of projectile um, that injured them fatally injured one of them. Um, we still just don't know that yet. But what we do know um, are is that local authorities, Santa Fe County Sheriff's deputies are still interviewing everybody uh, on the set of that film just to find out how this could have happened. Now to sports. Bouncing back from a subpar outing in the season opener against the Los Angeles Lakers, Stefan Curry relished every bit of his 45-point home opener at Chase Center that lifted his Golden State Warriors over the Los Angeles Clippers 115-113. to Shot after shot dropped through the net as adoring fans screamed in celebration. At a post-game press conference, Curry said he never worries about his shot. Never worried about my shot ever. I don't know if I've had a perfect start like that before, but it was just a good flow from the from the jump and have fun out there. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The MTR Corporation says the opening of a new cross-harbor section of the East Rail Line will again be delayed. Spectrum of the Seas, the ship where a crew member has been confirmed as a re-positive case, has been banned from sailing for 21 days. And authorities are mulling a change to the legal aid system, in which recipients in criminal cases would no longer be able to choose their lawyers. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 No bags and baggage to slow me down I'm traveling so fast my feet ain't touching the ground Traveling light, traveling light Well I just can't wait to be with my baby tonight 
To my guests earlier on, especially our very own Uncle Ray, we had uh, Rowena Cortez here, Christine Sampson, Crystal Diaz, and I can't wait until the concert itself at the Coliseum. Sixth and seventh, take your pick, Saturday or Sunday, November. Right, let's see what we've got for you next. By the way, if you want to be in touch, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. Oh, 